Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the 3rd and 20 Dynasty Podcast. No Jake today, but it is JT, Frank, and Lunas as we navigate ourselves through the draft combine. I think it's technically supposed to start today, but I mean, we're not going to get most of the big news until after we're done recording this. And I think this weekend's when a lot of the big stuff is happening. But I'm just going to kick us off right there, boys. The, the combine's starting. We've already got all of our, um, you know, hype, our detractors. Uh, Bryce Young's too small. This guy's too big. Bryce Young is actually not going to throw at the combine. He's going to throw at um, Pro Day. Alabama Pro Day. But we do have Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud throwing. So there's going to be some interesting stuff there. But all in all, I'd say the combine is for the most part a bait other than measurements. I think measurements are important. I'm interested in the 40 weight. times of the receivers. I think that's I, the thing I'm most interested in. I hate to agree with Lunas saying that, but I, I agree with Lunas. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's my thing. Here's my issue with, like, the 40 times. For example, like, I saw it's one of the hype things coming out right now is Zay Flowers put on 15 pounds of muscle, yeah, that. allegedly, during uh, his training or whatever. So, like, is that just an excuse for, for Zay Flowers to have a slower 40 time now? Or is it, like... The picture, like, the picture, he did in. look a little bit more built. Um, nothing, like, crazy, but I, I didn't view it as, like, an excuse. I do still think it's interesting, though, with um, not even so much for him, um, but I'm, I guess the two I'm most interested in to see is Quentin Johnson as fast as people are expecting him to be, and is JSN as, I guess, like, not fast as people are expecting him to be, uh, like, I think JSN people where he's going to run like a four five or four six, and then Quentin Johnson and like if he doesn't run like a good time, how does that affect him? Because the big thing with him is like he's this huge receiver, super athletic, he's super fast. Um, so if he has a disappointing time, I kind of wonder what's, I guess, what's the perception uh, of so it all? I, I have I have the picture pulled up on the screen. I will say two things. I think a he's just closer to the camera in, in the in the other picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the will move up. <laughs> B, I feel like he's. This is like one of those commercials where they're selling selling like weight loss stuff, yeah. and it's yeah. just like generally the same picture, but in the other one they're smiling. So like it's just giving me that exactly. kind of vibe. Well, well, do you just trust like, them? Just like a, a straight picture like that can be deceiving because like if you take a picture of like someone regularly versus like. Maybe you take a picture right after a workout where, like, you kind of have a pump. Like, it's it, you also can feel he, that looking different. He's wearing leggings in the first one, right? And like, black's like a slimming color, so it's like <laughs> it's hiding like some of his muscles there and everything that's going on too. Like, I don't know. It's just I mean, weird. You just weird. can't. This this can't sway your opinion in any regard. No, it right? hasn't. Like, it's, it's always it's always going to come down to the draft. And to be completely honest with you guys. I like Zay Flowers. I I don't love Zay Flowers as much He's as Jake's I number think two the rest of the community does. I, I think that people are drinking the Kool Aid a little bit, almost like this. This you know, remember like two seasons ago, Brandon Ayuk. It was going into a sophomore year, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, like I loved Brandon Ayuk. I, I think we all did for the most part. But in the off season, everyone loved Brandon Ayuk. You couldn't find a take that wasn't like, "Oh, Brandon Ayuk to the moon." So it almost became this competition of people trying to see who can rank him the highest. I'm getting very similar vibes with Zay Flowers right now. 
which is just scaring me if I'm going to invest in him. Because well, it, what is his rookie ADP right now, if you were to guess off the top of your head? It, it's probably around, like, what, pick 10-ish? Pick 11? Um, 11, 12. I'll, I'll check what Keep Trade Cut has him around um, in the dynasty rankings. But, I mean, he's not going to be ahead of the big three wide receivers, the two quarterbacks, Bijan, Jameer Gibbs. So, automatically, eight is his highest i would say but then there's also levis and anthony richardson and yeah um other running backs like sean tucker zach evans or whoever people have as their third um i'll give yeah. you anthony uh, richardson and even another back so that'll put him at pick 11 right now because i honestly think like okay i agree with you on those names you listed but he's very close to being the next one off the board and we're only what eight picks deep yeah so all right, I have to discount. Brock Bowers isn't in this draft. Drake May isn't in this draft. <laughs> Underwear fix this weekend. What's that? Yeah, oh. That's what Peter. Oh Larson. yes. On, <laughs> um. Yeah. The, the the other thing I just hate about the combine is that the most important part I think to NFL teams is the interviews, which we just get zero access to, at least before the fact. Now with social media, we kind of do get to see from some teams what's going on, but. Um, I, I, I hate to agree with Linus, but I think the 40 times this year for the receivers, just because, um, what was it, that 21 class where it was like the receivers are kind of just, a lot of them aren't that prototypical alpha size, right? Other than Quentin Johnson, for the most part, a lot of these high-end guys, they're all just slim. So, and they're expected to run really fast, right? If you go down the list of these over-unders, it's all you know, four three nine, four four two, four four yeah. five, four three six, right? It's just like, damn, dude, these guys have some freaking wheels. So, 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 Zay you know, Flowers is with Hyatt. Uh, I hope I'm saying his last name right. Um, Jim like, Hyatt. yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's expected to arguably have like, I mean, out of the receivers, probably the fastest forty time. Besides, maybe like a late round guy that I'm forgetting about. At least with like the guys that are expected to go the first two or three rounds um so there's a lot of pressure on that it's i think that that's the number one thing i'm going to be paying attention to yeah but i i I think the healthy way to pay attention to it is more so who fucks up more than who like knocks it out necessarily i'm more worried about a guy if if i thought that he was going to run a 4-4 he ends up running like a 4-5-2 i think to me that that would hurt more than you know, a four three nine running a four two. That's why the, I don't know, the individual receiver out. I'm most interested in their time is Quentin Johnson, because that's supposed to be his thing. His size is in his size and his athleticism. I mean, the thing is that does come back to JT's point because it's like, do we really need to see a time to know that he's fast? Because like you could just turn on the highlights or the game film, and you'll see plenty of plays where well, he takes a short a short route makes a guy miss and outruns everyone or just takes a short route and then outruns everyone without making anyone miss with with you've talked about this in the past frank with cooper cup i'm pretty sure with like the next gen analytics and everything like they have gps now that can just track how fast the player is like as soon as the play is over like yeah you can see you can see that he hit a top speed of like 20.2 miles per hour on this like 40 yard run or whatever so i don't know how much this is really helping nfl teams anymore with how analytic analytically driven they've been 
Like they should already know most players top speed, like in-game speed or whatever you want to call it. Like not just their like PTLR is saying underwear Olympics right. speed. And this is why that interview is really the most important part of this combine, is because this is the it might be one of the the first opportunities that a team has had to meet with a player or at least have like an extended sit down, right? They like they may have had a scout have a conversation or something, right? But mm-hmm. um it de- and especially in like a formal setting where the pressure is on, right? Teams definitely value this information and we just don't get access to it, which is unfortunate. But it it 100% determines what guys go in the draft. Um so it is relevant. Any other players you guys are interested in? Any other things that you're interested in from this combine? Well, I think the tight ends, actually. That, that's yeah, one that's popped yeah. in my head. Darnell Washington. Musgrave, a... is he is he participating at the combine? Uh, I can look it up real quick. I believe I he so. is. I don't know why. Would, Honestly, I know I'm not really not really all the QBs in general. I'm interested to see how fast Stroud is. It's not like a huge thing, but I'm just that's just one thing I'm interested to see. That's in, why 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 Stroud's speed. Um, I want I think that could be a big uh, beneficiary. Yeah, Musgrave's part a good time. Uh, but two, I I the, the one thing I think about just also it's like. Was your perception of Justin Fields as a running quarterback even close to like how it is now when he was at Ohio State? No, no. I but, projected him to be in like a Deshaun Watson, where because like we talked about this probably like a year or so ago on the pod, where I kind of came up with this Frank made distinction of rushing floor versus rushing ceiling. Yeah, Justin Fields was a rushing floor type player, four hundred rushing yards and five touchdowns which just gives you that floor where you could just be an average passer then you're a qb1 he became a rushing ceiling player a guy that could put up i didn't he just put up a thousand yards rushing yeah like 1200 yards rushing yeah um, um so i'm interested yeah. so i know ohio state really since uh oh my god i'm forgetting his name something miller braxton no yeah yeah braxton yeah, miller. they haven't really taken advantage of their qb's running ability so, like, I mean, it's small, and it's just kind of like something I kept on just because of how my perception of Justin Fields as a runner changed so much. Like, I'm wondering, obviously, not to the level of Fields, because Fields is, like, a top two, top three running quarterback in the NFL. Um, I'm interested to see if maybe there's, like, something there where he has a higher rushing floor in the NFL than I imagine, and he kind of runs faster than expected. Nah. Nah, I think, like... I, I see where Lewis is going with this, but... I. I don't know if I'd buy into the that CJ Stroud actually is. Even so, for CJ Stroud, I think I'd rather have him be a runner and stay behind the line of scrimmage to extend his time to throw and then still beat teams with his arm just outside of the pocket. No, obviously you hope that like he's a good enough passer to where he can and a better passer than Justin Fields has shown so far in the league. But like I I, I just I don't know. It's more so like a personal thing. Like I just was like thinking about it because I was like I my my I didn't think Fields could be this good a runner at all. And I don't think Shad is going to like reach that level or anything, but like, I'm interested if there's like a rushing floor and like a regular season of maybe like a 400 yards or something rushing on the year. Right. I mean, I will say that I said a couple episodes on the pod that I just feel like uh, Stroud is going to put up closer rushing stats to Kirk Cousins than he is Ryan Tannehill, you know? And- uh, so, you know, that's the thing. I think, 
I think I don't think it'll be like like a Kirk Cousins level. I I, I could see because he flashed like here and there some runs that I thought were nice uh, when I was when I've been watching him. Um, I don't know. That's just something I'm interested to see. I don't think it's as big a thing as like the receiver forty times or anything, but it's just something I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I think there's definitely some speculation there, but I will say that is a good point that you bring up with Ohio State just kind of being more of a true dropback team yeah. than being one of these teams that wants to heavily utilize their quarterback in the run game, especially like we saw the Bears with Justin Fields. No, yeah, you saw like Justin Fields run for 1,200 yards mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah. Like, let's go on, let's really move on, power. though, because we got a lot of releases we got to get through. Yeah, All right. First one is Carson Wentz was released by the Washington Commanders. Um, yeah. Not something crazy unexpected. He's currently looking at ADP right now. He's quarterback 41 off the board, and that's without the news of him getting released. But um, I believe that's now the third team uh, he's been on in the past three years. So yeah. not great for Carson Wentz. Uh, kind of a fall from grace from the time where he was getting some MVP votes um, just four years ago, I believe that was. Um, at this point, I think it's safe to say three straight years of kind of failure. It feels like it's over for Carson once. No, it's no? not over. It's not because here's it's what's going to happen. He's going to be in the position where he's going to be a highly valued backup. I think he's going to have a, couple of teams that he's going to be able to pick like okay which team am i going he's going to be the backup in camp and whatnot but he gets to choose like okay maybe i can find myself at a team that is drafting a rookie quarterback and be in a qb competition and at least you, see if i can start out the gate so, that's so the scenario you i think, think he'll be like a you think he'll be like a trubisky role yeah yes yeah okay that's exactly trubisky what is currently quarterback let's see which is not amazing, but we no. did see Trubisky climb to prices where you could, in some leagues, get a second for him. You could have, pro- oh. if you were creative, you could have sold him for tangible value. Package Trubisky in a three for a second, right? Do do something. That, you yeah, could have you could have sold him for something. It was not a right now. Carson Wentz, you can't sell him for like anything. No. So you know, you think, I do. Like, I the, do agree with you, Frank. I think. I think the hope, if you have him, is that he ends up in a situation where it's him and a rookie QB, and he'll be starting the first couple of few weeks, and then you try to flip like that trade, the third for literally any second, any year contender, whatever. I'm just trying to think of like where that because I feel like the Colts would have been a good one, but. I mean, I feel like burnt bridge with India. Uh, I mean, there's, right. there's, um, Ant- there's Carolina. Carolina, okay. But, but is he better than, like, Sam Darnold? I think he's better than Sam Darnold. Like, are they just going to bring in all these quarterbacks? Uh, then... No, I don't think he goes to Carolina. Because I, I think one thing that's interesting that people are sleeping on is Matt Corral. We didn't get to see yeah. him last year due to injury. Um, he fell in the draft, but... A lot of people, myself included, thought that Matt Corral was a decent prospect we just haven't we haven't even seen the shot and if carolina gets boned in the draft or something it could we we could realistically go into the season with a sam darnold matt corral quarterback battle he's quarterback 36 on um sleeper adp currently matt corral could be interesting but i I feel like there's going to be a hype train on matt corral at some point in this offseason where his price increases so with that though or, or pivoting back 
you guys are saying Carson Wentz isn't done. I guess I, I can get on board that the part where he's like potentially. I don't think he's going to be like a long-term QB. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, 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 I just think I that, could see but... I, I could see him being a bridge quarterback for a rookie. I just don't see here. why he wouldn't be in that Teddy Bridgewater tier where yeah. he's just highly yeah, valued backup. And honestly, it's going to sound ridiculous, but right now, at, at whatever his, I think his price is, he's probably more of a buy than a sell. Oh, I, yeah. You that, can't that, tell that right Yeah, there's no way you're getting Exactly. You so you right just... Um, the other part of this news, though, and we talked about him either last week or two weeks ago, is Sam Howell. Because Ron Rivera said, yeah, Sam Howell is currently not our starter. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that earlier today. And I was like, we, we said to sell him. Uh, we yeah, even, even I, who was like super high on Sam Howell, was like, I, I can't justify these prices. Yeah. And the coach is just saying, yeah, this guy's not. not like, he's going to have competition, but he's not our starter right now. Like, I just love how there's like an alternate universe where there was going to be this like up until the draft conversation of what happens with the the commanders at quarterback and is Sam Howell the guy I could I saw it all happening and then Ron Rivera just took that and just destroyed it yeah well it's just like (laughs) would you like Sam Howell or what's behind the mystery box and Ron Rivera's just like (laughs) give me the mystery box like All right, I guess we're just done. Dude, with that's this. rough for Sam Howe. Like the last yeah. time we saw this was was with my poor fallen soldier Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. getting crucified by his head by coach. coach. <laughs> I will say that was worse though, because Zimmer was on. The oh, that out. was he didn't have brutal. anything to hide. <laughs> he was just like, "Yeah, I saw what I needed to. I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, but that's the Commanders in a nutshell. They are still the Commanders, potentially getting sold. Who knows? Maybe not. Um, Bezos, yeah. In other news, though, Marcus Mariota also released, and please, can can the Falcons just get a quarterback? For all my Kyle Pitts fandom and Drake London, now I'm climbing board that train, too. Just get this team a quarterback. What do you mean? Um, they have Desmond Ritter. I, I am not a Desmond Ritter guy. No. Keeping with our, our ADP, he's quarterback 26 on ADP. He's behind I think Ritter is like a sell. Oh, he's yeah. such a sell. He's ahead of Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield. Like you could probably, you might be able to get, you could probably get a second for him right now, right? I don't know. Maybe based off like a Marcus Mariota cut hype, or, or maybe like maybe. is Ritter someone you can do like Ritter in a three for a two? That you I might think be able more to do. That. To I think what's I think what that's I would try to do if I couldn't get picks right now because picks are just kind of juiced in value. It's a tough time to trade for picks. It's only going to go up from now until the draft, though. Uh, yes, I I do agree with you there, but you could try to just transition Desmond Ritter into a quarterback that might actually start more than half the season. Yeah. Right. Where, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but what's the price difference between him and Jordan Love? If you want your young quarterback, especially I would, I would rather trade more and get love than stick with Ritter the what, what's his name uh ritter, ritter. trade jordan him love back actually... into stafford or Tannehill. yeah jordan love is highly valued i saw him get traded for like 206 in a league that i'm yeah he's decently higher than desmond ritter oh i mean I, i'm I actually know, surprised I, would. I wouldn't be surprised if you see jordan love trades like 
decent amount higher than two, like 201, 202 Whoa. range, because I mean, it's looking more and more like, well, I, mean, I don't want to get ahead of the topic. No, we can just talk about it right now. Let's just yeah, talk about it right now. Yeah, it's the next one on the chopping block. Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Packers and the uh, Aaron Rodgers camp seem to be kind of breaking up here. It sounds yeah. like they're getting ready to split. At least that's what signs it's are. It's like right. a PR battle. Okay, so yeah. go. we got to talk about Jordan Love because this is the big thing. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, we all kind of know where he's at. He's going to be that contendery buy where the people are going to be unwilling to sell for that contender second, so you probably have to give a smidge more, but it's somewhere around there is the price. Yeah. Jordan Love, on the other hand, I get the first question, the simplest form is, are you buying or selling? Is the price 206? 206 is the price. Are you buying or selling? I'll take 206. I'd buy a 206. I'm just, I'm looking for what the GM said about Jordan Love. The GM he was like saying absolutely like ready, ready to, to start. Be, yeah, he's absolutely ready to be a starter, and they've been in regular communication with him and his agent about what's happened. The Packers and Jordan Love. See, though, know, the thing is, though, when I say buy Jordan Love at 206, I don't think I'm buying him, like, kind of in the back of my mind with the intention of, like, oh, he's my, like, now for years QB2. It's more so I do think Rodgers is going to leave, and I think Jordan Love is going to start. And I don't think he's going to be, like, terrible. I think he'll be okay because um, they're keeping Aaron Jones. They still have Christian Watson. Uh, I'm sure they'll add another weapon. And I think he'll be decent enough to where you can flip him later on. Um, I Mostly I just think his value, like, I don't know, 10 months from uh, – eight months from now is going to be higher than 206. And that's This, this is much. truly a ballsy play, yeah. like – my my problem with that is, can we all agree that like current level Aaron Rodgers is still better than Jordan Love? Like, is yeah, that that's that's why you can bench him? So, yeah. so that's that's my issue. Is like current level Aaron Rodgers with that Packers team was only giving you like fifteen points a game, if that. So yeah, but like, what's Jordan Love doing? I think one of the issues that we need to take into account is that that receiving core was in such a transition year. Like be Sammy Watkins just wasn't able to play in that offense. He was making too many mistakes. Christian Watson play, for half the season wasn't able to play. Dobbs was injured and kind of played like shit and, and his confidence was down. Um Le- Lazard was like okay. Tanyan was bad. Um, the Ru- AJ Dillon was bad. Like there was just a lot of arrows pointing down for young players that it might not be like that next season. I mean, I think now the arrow for Christian Watson, based off like how he ended the season, is pointing up. I think he was the entire offense was kind of pointing up. They started just committing to the run game, and that paid dividends, right? Let's not completely have the offense. It's Aaron Rodgers or we die. Yeah, and I mean, listen, it was it was limited game time, but like he played at Philadelphia Sunday night, and he wasn't bad. Like, listen, it's such a limited sample size, so we can only do so much with it. But I, I thought he had looked better than the year before. Um, he's been the one throwing with, to these rookie receivers last training camp before they became starters um, uh, between Dobbs and Christian Watson. 
I, I, again, I do. I think he's like. Can I tell you right now? He's a franchise quarterback. No, of course not. Um, but do I think by like, and I think Rodgers is going to leave. So assuming that, do I think his price by like midseason next year is going to be higher than this year's right now, two hundred six? Yes. That's what I, tell so, you. I think you will get a positive return. And then from there, you have to make the right decision. Because if you keep him for too long and then he ends up kind of like tailing off a bit, sure. But if it, how old is he? Like 24, 25? 24, 24. 24? Like if a 24 quarterback is playing like like just like half all right, like their value goes up. And um, that's kind of the idea I have with it. So while I do say I'd buy Jordan Love at 206, I'd be looking to like – flip it for more value uh after i see his value go up it's not one of those things where i'm committing to so one of the things that's tripping me up with jordan love is that i've never really been a fan of jordan love i think that he was kind of an overdrafted prospect but when you kind of just look at it from a market perspective i actually think that 206 you can make an argument is not enough to give up for him because Last year, he was gaining hype with Rodgers' speculation. His price was, generally speaking, a mid-second. The year before, I'm pretty sure there was love hype. Maybe that's because he was still a youngish player, and I feel like the price was once again a mid-second. Now we have legitimate reason to believe, and he's probably the favorite to be the Packers starter next year, and his price is a mid-early second. I just think that he should cost a little bit more. I think he's going to get to the point. If you acquired him right now for 206, I think there'll be a point within the next, I'll uh, say, eight-ish months that you can flip him in a trade where you give up, like, uh, not like a 201 or something, but like a mid-second with him and be able to get a first. Because, like, realistically... If not just a first trade. Compare Kenny Pickett to Jordan Love. Like, can you, are you like much more reasonably confident in a guy in like Kenny Pickett panning out long term compared to Jordan Love? I feel like their risk is no. all things considered about the same. But I think, Kenny and, and aren't they the same age? Oh, no, Kenny Pickett well. is 23. Kenny Pickett is 23. Okay. I so listen, there are value. external factors that I think give Kenny Pickett a slight edge. I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett should be like, un, like less valued than Jordan Love. But that does, I think that the disparity between the two, the fact that Kenny Pickett is clearly, according to the ADP, worth a late first-round pick. With, I, I think people, like, there might even be people that would be willing to pay more of, like, street, you know, bumping towards the middle a little bit, right? Like a 108? Yeah. But yeah, maybe, like, oh, you know, like a I 109, I 108 or what? There are people who would, yeah. So Jordan Love for 206, I, I I like 206. I think I like the players more than I like Jordan Love, but I I want him to be higher priced just so I can be like, okay, now the price is too high. The price mm -hmm. is not too high yet. Who yeah, would you rather have the Derek Carr or Jordan Love? Just on your team, regardless of whether you're building a contender. Is Derek Carr's value right now at 206? They're equal. Derek Carr and Jordan Love are exactly the same. Fuck. I feel like you're asking, like, Skull it's like a Carr. conundrum of, okay, do I like, 
I have a thousand dollars and I just want to light it on fire. Do I do it the slow way by drinking myself to death, or do I just go to the casino and just start going crazy? Like, I could go to the Jordan Love Casino, or I could just be like, okay, fine, I'll get Derek Carr. I'll have my average points per game, my mid QB2. Yeah, my gut reaction is to say Carr because I know what he's going to be. But, like, I don't know, the prospect of the fact, the fact that, like, Jordan Love is that much younger as he is, it's not going to take a whole ton for his value to go up. We see how the Dynasty community overreacts to young players playing well. And this will be, like, his first actual chance as a starter entering training camp as a starter. So, yeah, but, like, would let me put it this way. If Derek Carr signs with the Jets, his value is also going to have a big boost. Like he's going to have Garrett Wilson. He's going to have, I guess, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. I mean, like I guess he's going to have a good team built around him. He's going to be a starter of a team. He's currently ranked like quarterback twentieth, right next to Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a boost in his value. I don't know. I yeah, for I just him think, to like, just do the same thing he always does. It's going to be just the same bullshit in a new uniform. Yeah, no, that that's where I agree. You're <laughs> trading for you're in, in in a world separate from where my only two options are Jordan Love and Derek Carr. Obviously, I'd rather just take the an equal talent, an equal value in terms of like picks or something, or a better player that I want. Like in my eyes, a better player. But it, when we're just looking at these two and kind of trying to narrow down and look at the scope of quarterbacks. I don't know if I'd be willing to put my chips on the Jordan Love table at this Jordan Love casino, like you're saying, Frank. I think I'd rather just fight another day with the Derek Carr casino. Um, but chat saying... Well, yeah, let's see what chat's saying. Chat saying, why wouldn't I bet the first-round talent is good? Well, it, it, not all first-round talents are created equal. Uh, we've done this study before, but NFL quarterbacks, like you want them drafted in the first... If they're drafted in the first round, you want them drafted in the first uh, 15 picks. Because if I could pull up the QB draft history right now, obviously there's... 22? Yeah, obviously there's like... um, What's his face? Lamar Jackson, who was outside top 15. But like, all right, we had Jordan Love in 2020. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was who we're looking at in 2019 as like the later first rounder. Then you do have the Lamar Jackson in your favor. But then after that, you don't have like... Paxton Lynch is the next guy we're looking at who is pick 26, very comparable to Jordan Love. Like, why would you bet on Paxton Lynch? You know, you could be saying the same thing there. Um, let's see. Brandon Whedon was pick 22, the same pick as Jordan Love, right? I, I just don't think looking at the – Christian Ponder was the 12th pick in the draft. The Tim Tebow is the 25th pick in the draft. I'm you, sure Johnny Manziel is around there. Yeah, I could keep going Josh Freeman. Number one QB, like – yeah, there, there's there's a lot there's a lot of just like that. But all right, um, exactly. Carr will have weapons, and he's proven. And Love wouldn't have weapons, is what Chat's saying. I mean, this is the Christian Watson guy, so it's kind of it's hard to talk to. I just I don't know. I'm um, trying to contend. I don't take high risk. I mean, unless I, I have two uh, the Jets the Jets do have more weapons, but I don't think the Packers' weapons are like slouches. Aaron Jones is still very good receiving back and running back, and I I believe in Christian Watson. I always try to contend. I don't take high risks. I mean, to be honest, Skull, what's funny is that I, I feel like I'm I'm usually that guy as well, but in this case, like, 
I feel like Derek Carr is so average at best that I'd rather just take the risk because I can get a cheaper average player than yeah. Derek Carr. I think especially um, when he changes teams, his price is going to go up for absolutely zero fucking reason. But I honestly think that like his ceiling is being QB 12. His ceiling is being like an average quarterback, like a, a slightly above average quarterback. Yes, love and you are going to be paying around that price for him. Yes, Love got picked late, but you don't want to take the bet the quarterback that was getting Mahomes slash A Rod comps might produce. I don't know where you're, you're gonna seeing make those comps. Explode. You're gonna make first. first I don't know where you're seeing those comps. Like, send in a link to those comps first off. Second <laughs> off, like, if he was Mahomes slash Aaron Rodgers. Why were they throwing fifty million dollars at Aaron Rodgers? Why not just trade Aaron Rodgers and like recoup value that way? Why are we sticking with thirty-nine-year-olds Aaron Rodgers? I, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. You mean, I, I love this rivalry between. I, I really hope I'm not butchering this name. Shadrach. I'd say. How? Sh- how? Sh- 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 Shadrach. Shadrach. I'm gonna say Shadrach. Shadrach. I love this rivalry between Shadrach and JT. Well, I just, I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's heated and I'm here for it. It's just, it's just a Packers fan who is helmet scouting and it's not, you can't, I don't know. Play style comps, not pedigree. Yeah, no, we're talking about play style comps. Uh, was that a thing? I mean, dude, you can they get said, comps said, to no, everyone. Like, listen, I, I, I think he's right. Really I think there are people competent to Mahomes. <laughs> like, I, there may, maybe, uh, we may, no, I, I know the big thing with Jordan Love was like, he has like a huge arm. Uh, he can move a little bit. I maybe I remember wrong with not remembering the Mahomes comps, but I do get you in terms of physical traits. He's he's there in that sense. It's more so just everything after that. Um, but again, I'm someone who's pro trading for Jordan Love at two hundred six. I... Did Tim Boyle not get the nod over Jordan Love? Like, did he not start know. a game for? He started games before this the past season. He started. It was a, like an ugly one against Kansas City. He didn't play great. I'm still um, going to take 206. But I'm, I take, I'm, yeah, I'm above taking above all outside over there, 206. Above I'll take all outside outside one. Take, yo, before we switch to the next topic, quick, uh, this dude, Dad30, uh, uh, Superflex 12 team PPR, star 10. Would you trade Judy or DJ Moore for 110? He would have picks 108, 109, and 110, or just hold the players. I would definitely hold DJ Moore. Judy, um, yes, I trade. DJ Moore, no, I wouldn't. He's trying to win this year. I think I'm holding both Judy and DJ. I think Moore. I lean towards holding both. Um, it, if like if one if the pick one ten comes and that offer is still on the table and a guy you like has kind of fallen in the draft a little bit, I'd reconsider. Um, you want to know what, what I'm considering? Thing? What can yeah. you can you flip one ten for a better receiver than Judy? Ooh, yeah. So, like, if you're going to contend with you, can I trade one ten for a Devontae Adams or something? Well, let's let's look at this ADP. Uh, I don't know. Are you getting Devontae Adams for one ten? Probably not. I may have to. I probably have to give a little bit more. But someone good. Like, can can you just get a better receiver than than Jerry Judy? Yeah, if you're trying to win now. What do you think about like how much? This is probably overpaying for him. So maybe I get something back. But like Amari Cooper. 
Um, so you'd go from you'd probably want to pick up like a second back or something, but I'm not. This this is interesting. Well, I, I mean, I, I like I like the Amari Cooper buy if you're a content. I think Deshaun will be better next yeah. season and he'll be playing the full year. And Amari Cooper's the undisputed number one on that team. Ba- based on the ADP I'm looking at though, Jerry Judy's got the ADP of six point oh one, while Pick Ten has seven point oh eight. Interesting. DJ Moore six point oh nine. So he's ranked. I'm definitely keeping DJ Moore. I, I lean, I lean towards both, but I'm with Frank. Where it's like if you can trade Judy for 110 and then get a different receiver that you like, uh, especially since you're trying to win, then yeah, I'd look at that. So look at three team deal options, but so definitely don't trade DJ Moore for 110. The problem I have with trading Judy for because I agree with you with DJ Moore. I honestly think that DJ Moore has like legitimate top five receiver upside. He's just been a little bit unfortunate the past couple. Of years. Top, but top ten. Yeah. I Not honestly think that he's just as talented as any of the the not like superstar crazy receivers so yeah maybe Let's not top CD five Lamb. but yeah top 10 okay we'll give top 10 yeah cd lamb i think he's basically as talented as cd lamb is okay yeah um jerry judy i also think is like pretty accurately priced all things considered with the sean payton boost he became relatively accurately priced and at 110 i'm just not sure i'm getting a a player of the prospect level that Jerry Judy was, unless it's one of those tight ends, probably, if they get picked in the first round. So, like, is that a move that I really want to do? Because we just went through, right? We went through the the top eight earlier. So, let's say three quarterbacks, one of them being Richardson. So, you have Richardson, Bryce Young, Stroud. I think all go before right now. Give me two running backs with Gibbs and uh, Bijan. Three receivers, the top three, and then put Zay Flowers number four. So then you and have Levis, Levis could be in that conference depending on his draft capital. So yeah, right now at this pick, then we're picking between Will Levis, which is not a bad at one ten. That's not bad value at all. Will Levis, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, and then our running back three. So that'd be like Charbonnet, A Chain. And we we can realistically think that whatever one of these guys goes into the second round at a really good landing spot is their ADP is going to go through the roof. Yeah. Compared to Judy. Fuck, that's close, dude. That is close. I'd hop on. I, I still am of the opinion if I could, it, I, I would see three team trade options to see who's a win now receiver you can get uh, for the value of 110 and flipping Judy to that team that has 110, 110 to the team with the win now receiver and you getting the win now receiver. Um, especially since that, you're not building. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, you said you have 108 and 109. Maybe you could try to see if instead of sending out one. Tandy sent out like one away. I don't know, but I'd look into that. But definitely don't trade DJ Moore. That's the number one thing I can say for one time. Well, he's gonna try and win this year. So the yeah, other thing I'm, I'm thinking about is that if you do do this trade, you could just do the classic. Okay, then I'll use whatever second round picks I have to go and scoop up the undervalued Tyler Lockett's or whoever's of the world that we. Or if you're trying to win now, you get you get you get one ten. You package that with one oh eight and get like a beast. 
Don't hate it. Get like a really good win now piece. I'm not trying to. Straight yeah, I don't know though because but... I I think yes, he, he, just... he still he still also is 109. He's three first if he does. This yeah, but I I just think that if you load up and take three players like two on on average like two of them are gonna hit two of them will pan out and yeah, now yeah. like next year you can you have a realistic chance of selling those players for more that's a good point that's actually yeah i agree with frank um i'm just gonna move us along though so you yeah. oh, well, jt jt saying take the 110 lunas is saying take the 110 as well for judy uh, only if you can flip it, uh, for, uh, a good win now receiver that you like. Um, otherwise just keeping 110, uh, I think Judy's going to have a pretty good year next year. Um, so yeah, I think it's dependent. If you can pull in a nice three team trade. I think I'm keeping Judy. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm going to keep Judy. Uh, I, I would be more inclined to do that if I if I do a move beforehand where I where I trade for a Brandon Cooks or I trade for whatever second round ish player that I can pick up to score me points. One of those non sexy veterans. Oh, yeah, I like the Godwin buy. All right, uh, I don't on. know how this. I don't know how this is going to be, but yeah. Um. All right. Pour one out for Lunis as Kenny Galladay is now expected to get released. Uh, it's not going to happen today. They're going to wait until the league New Year starts for cap reasons. So March 15th, we should all see Kenny Galladay getting released. Um, I talked about it in our, we have a little group chat that they're inviting people. I just found it interesting, kind of a case study of Kenny Galladay, because this is a guy so who... so good in Detroit. <laughs> He was a wide receiver two in his second year, and then in his third year in the league, he was a wide receiver one, and now he's getting cut by a team that signed him for a giant contract just, what, two years ago? It's just a... He's done nothing since. He was barely played the past two years. It's just... It's a crazy case study to me of Kenny Galladay. Yeah, because it's not even, like, a receiver that, like, disappointed. Like, he wasn't... Like, he was, like, unplayable the final year. It's like... It's it's not just like disappointing. Like I, I I couldn't put a reason on it. I have no idea. Um, especially with how good. Like I remember at one point after I think his second season or something, he was like wide receiver nine. He was like a top twelve dynasty receiver. Um, at some point when he was in Detroit, I think after his second season, which was his best one, his last season in Detroit, he had some injury issues, but the games he played, he was still productive. Like I remember having him that year like he's out a lot of season which was annoying but when he did play he was still putting up points and then since he went to the giants it's just been like like a shit show i don't like, know what happened it. to his hands because he i feel like he was never one of those receivers that that really had that element to beat you like routing people up or i mean he had that contested catch ability right really great body control and and kind of like a brandon Ayuk, he had those long ass arms so he was able to kind of just body out and make these nice catches either with his body yeah. or with his hands and he just started dropping everything um so yeah i i think all in all he's cooked yeah he's he cooked. was wide receiver seven cooked. As of yeah, June he was wide receiver. Yeah, I remember he was he was <laughs> that, August, oh, man. all the way through August. He was wide receiver seven, August twenty twenty, and now two and a half years later, he's uh, wide receiver one hundred sixty one and falling. Like I don't know, probably not going to have another chance. 
Um, another player that hold was on, hold on real quick. Um, Will Levis goes to Carolina. Anthony Richardson goes to Detroit. Who do y'all take mm-hmm. first in Superflex? What, what pick is that? Like pick five for Detroit? What pick do they have? No, Let me look up. They 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 got I the Rams pick. Yeah, they do have the Ram pick. Um, I'm assuming they take with the Rams pick. Which yeah. pick is an important indicator? But I think regardless, Eileen Richardson. The Rams. If Richardson goes the... top ten, I'm taking Richardson. So the Lions have the sixth pick from the Rams. Yeah, if he goes pick six, yeah, give me Richardson. I don't give a fuck if he plays or not. Yeah. He's not going to, but I, yeah. I don't know. We're, we'll talk about Anthony Richardson in a little bit. He's uh, yeah, actually, yeah, we will. one of our prospects. We'll, we'll break him down a little further. Um, all right. Larry Fournette also released. Um, Cooked or no? Cooked. No. I... I think he gets a role. I don't think he gets anything like, uh, you know, like I don't is, think is he, he gets. A, is, he, is is it a role where like he will be playable in the flex next year in fantasy? I think it'll be like what Rashad Penny was like lining up to be this year before he broke his leg. I don't even think it's. I don't even know if it's going to be that good. Well, then I feel like you should be buying him in your leagues then, because this guy, I I think he's the most trade blocked player I've ever seen because I think he's on the trade block in every league that I'm in. I'm not joking. Every league. I'm trying to think who's the most trade block player. It might be Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's up there. And I mean, if, if you looked at his price on keep trade cut, it's just been sinking like a rock. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say this, this wasn't unexpected, right? Cause I mean, this is very clearly a Tampa team that is, Entering a rebuilding phase, they kind of went all in, got the championship, and now what are they going to do with a 28 year old Laird Fournette on their team? Um, so I don't know. Like, if you're telling me like a late third, we're going to talk about where we how we rate third round picks. Um, you're telling me a late third or Laird Fournette on a team where I could use that kind of depth? I think I take Laird Fournette. I take a uh, for that. I, I would have to see the landing spot. Um, that's I feel like you want to get him before the landing spot, though, because right now no, you he, do if you believe in him. Yes, I don't. Once it, the, the, I my argument right now for Leonard Fournette, and the only reason I'm even pondering trading for this guy, because I honestly kind of agree that I think he's got it cooked. If I can get him as one of those pieces in a trade where the the other guy giving up a third round pick is just too much to make the trade even right like it's he just won't accept it the offer instead i can replace that third with a leonard fournette and i think that's much more attractive to someone receiving an offer where they're actually getting tangible value for uh instead not having to give that third well realistically i feel like i'm getting leonard fournette for less than a third round pick and to me, that's an attractive, yeah. an attractive situation. I, I agree with what Skull saying in chat. I'll take Lenny for a third. What the hell more running back depth? That's kind of where I'm coming from it too. Where like we've seen like the cases of like Latavius Murray last year, who you could have traded for a third. Like yeah. there's always those kind of players. I, I want to bring up one thing quick. Um, how do you guys think Rashad White's going to do next season? Don't care. I, I, I think, think he's, he's a bait be, man. I, I would yeah. be looking to sell off this news. Listen, I this could be another Ramondre Stevenson where I sell a guy for two seconds and he ends up being like 
a league winning running back, but I I'm just going to err on the side of like, dude, Rashad White's profile, at least in my opinion, is not that of just like one of these ultra talented backs. Like, okay, maybe he has a good season or two, but I think in the long run, and now with this news, he, his price might be creeping up to a late first. Yeah, but prior to this news, he was running back 20. J.K. Dobbins is running back 17. Oh, I'd much rather catch my horse than J.K. Dobbins. But I also think J.K. Dobbins is just underrated. Um, but I don't know. Maybe one of those things where like, I think you might be able to sell for higher value once, because I don't see them if they're going to kind of rebuild drafting a running back early or like paying for running back in free agency he's gonna get all the opportunity in the world i i think you could sell for more value uh once like the game rashad 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 white versus deontay johnson take deontay johnson yeah i'll take deontay as well Uh, i mean i agree i agree with school what he's saying which i saw rashad white for i think trying to get one of those receivers deontay Hollywood, like there's this crop of receivers that I really like. Um, but to be honest, I would just flip him into Dotson if I could. I think that he's one of those receivers placed around there. I know JT's going to disagree with me, but well, I'd rather bet on Dotson profile than Rashad White. Yeah, or, so and, and that I, and before I that, though, I would mass offer this dude out for every future first round pick in my league. Um, yeah, um, I forget the first. Yeah, if I don't you, think, I, listen, are, I don't think I'm getting it. I, I I don't think you're getting it. Would, would you do? But would you do what? him I'm in a second? I'm going to find out. What, Liz? Would you do Rashad White in a second for a first? Probably. I think you could just get a better deal trading for a receiver than including a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I because I was going to say I don't know if I would do that second and Rashad White for the first. What, are you saying like Rashad White plus a 2024 second for a 2024 first? Yeah, I mean it depends on the pick. I was. Just I mean, you're you're moving. Down. Assuming you're moving it to the same person, like you're going to be moving up 12 spots. Um, would you be willing to trade Rashad White to move up 12 spots? That could be from 101 to 201, or 201 to 101, or 112 to 212. Um, I just think. The hype is going to build a little bit on Rashad White, where I don't think you necessarily have to do that. Yeah, I think I think you'll be able to sell at a higher price in the future than you would right now, even with this news. I just I I, don't I think know. he's going to get a ton of touches. So here's the thing: like this, see though, <laughs> this Tampa Bay team isn't necessarily set up to go out and just get a running back, but like, who's to say they just They're don't? Not. Like, there's just <laughs> any Me. team could go. Get I don't. A th- back. It would make zero sense if they would. I don't, this, they can compete. Any team in the NFC South can compete right now and make the playoffs. I think we've gone full. Do you think they're competing with Kyle Trask? No, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. But any team right now, look at the entire landscape of the NFC South and tell me, like, you feel confident. In I mean, if they, sound, if they sound a different QB, it's different. But, I mean, it seems like... The best quarterback in that in that conference right now is, or in that division right now, is Sam Darnold, Matt Corral. Oh my God. <laughs> like, here's who you have, right? You have Kyle Trask, you have Sam Darnold slash Matt Corral, you have DJ. I don't know who the Saints quarterback is currently. Is is it Andy Dalton? Is it James Winston? Is it I don't I don't know who. And then you have um, 
Who am I missing? Desmond Ritter. That's the current quarterback landscape in the NFC South. Might be Ritter. I just, the best think, I just think you let this you let this news marinate a little bit. You mass offer out for that first round pick. I, I pulled up the ADP. By the way, if you haven't checked out this site, that dude that we've mentioned a couple times at a, a Dieco or something. I don't know how to say his name, um, but yeah, he made this new site that is like fucking insane. It's bulletproof with three Fs. You can go check it out. According to the ADP that he's gained from Sleeper, this is 12-team Superflex Titan Premium Leagues, he's right next to this 112. And the fact that Cam Akers is up here is crazy to me as well with Pacheco in them. But I think yeah, that just... Rashad White in most leagues is valued higher than Cam Akers, higher than D-Hop, higher than Pacheco, and more around this crop here, around the dots and Geno Smith, Joe Mixon. I think there's a lot of people that would much rather have Rashad White over Joe Mixon right now, and they would say that they would be winning that trade by a landslide. I I just think that for it, up until the draft, I feel like you're in a position of leverage. He's a young, good running back, at least in other people's eyes, that is trending up and has the backfield to himself. That commands a decent price. So, yeah, like I, I think that I would be much rather to do the the – Rashad White and a third for a first. But dude, you offer I I would just offer him out for every future first first like straight up. I don't think I I honestly not sure you need the third to get that done. You might I don't know. My I'm just so low on Rashad White that maybe I'm too negative towards it. Maybe you can get a first for him. But like I, I just from the hype that I've seen, and this this is his price before this news, right? This news is not baked in yet. He, like he's gonna jump Cam Akers, he's gonna jump Pacheco. He, uh, Joe Mixon's gonna be a guy that's gonna be falling he's, like he's, a rock. Right he's already now. he's already ahead of both those because of Snake. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he's behind. Dalvin Cook is like so, the first running back he's behind. That's another dude that, like, I think a lot of, there's a good amount of people around. So, like, these older players, like, I honestly think that that Rashad Wade's worth more than those players. So. But, okay, so back. What about the draft, though? Because I would be looking to get a trade done before the draft, if possible. Is Do you think there's a chance that Tampa Bay drafts a running back? I mean, if they do, it shouldn't be with, like, a, a high pick, right? Because it's just, like, what are you doing with, <clears throat> I don't know, Jameer Gibbs on your team right now? Mm -hmm. I guess, like, if you can get a quarterback and everything, but the team has a lot of holes on, like, their offensive line was seriously injured. Um, their defense has took a, a big step back from where they were when they won the Super Bowl. Um, I'd say it's more likely than not that they don't draft like a running back that's going to take uh Rashad White's job but I'm also not willing to say Rashad White's going to get like a full three down role where at what he's currently ranked he's kind of amongst guys that have three down roles like Dalvin right. Cook, Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins, Wood, um, Damian Pierce basically did. The only one really above him that didn't have a three down role was Tony Pollard and I guess DeAndre Swift. So that's taking a big bet on Rashad White for me. 
regardless yeah, exactly. of whether or not. And even if that bet pans out, look at Ramondre Stevenson's price. How much <laughs> more is Ramondre Stevenson than a random first round pick? It's like about his. I think he's a smidge yeah. more. He's currently running back twelve. He he's he's actually in line with pick one hundred six though, according to ADP. Okay. So oh. yeah, it's a little bit higher than I thought. You're telling me Daniel Jones is really worth 106? I mean, that's what the ADP no, says. No, it's ADP, But that's... No. Yeah. All right. I, I, who knows? I think those picks are a smidge undervalued on that. It, that that's what it seems like right yeah. now. I think we see yeah. that rise because 106, man, like you're talking about Addison versus... Uh, what's his name? Um, Daniel Jones? Yeah, Jackson Daniel Jones. Like... Oh, yeah. I, Feels like that rookie hype is not fully baked in. Yeah. Kyle Trask or Tanner, Tanner McKee? I, I'm just going to go with Kyle Trask simply because I don't think Tanner McKee gets... I think he'd be lucky to get day two capital. Um, all right. Derek Carr meets with Saints, Panthers, and Jets. Yep. Uh, so I'm just going to assume that's the team he's going to sign with, right? Like one one of those three teams is who he's signing with? Just, just feels like that. Is that be... all he's he's met with or meeting with? Um, I believe so. I don't know I if mean, he has it more. It feels like meetings. the Jets just make is like such a match made right. in heaven, right? That's what I think. Like, I just feel like the ideal off season is like, um, Derek Carr to the Jets, and then Jimmy G goes to the Saints, and then. The Panthers just stick it out with their trash cans, and then everyone's happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Except um, for the Panthers fans. The only thing that I think gets in the way of it, I think, is like the Jets still could go in on Aaron Rodgers, right? Trade for Aaron Rodgers. Then Carr, I'd say, goes to the Saints. I think Carr would go to the Saints before he goes to the Panthers. Yeah, but you really think Aaron Rodgers, after mm -hmm. spending all that time in his hut, wants to go from one Lafleur to another? Oh wait, no, they fired that Lafleur. Never mind. Yeah, he's chilling. <laughs> yeah, he, he'd be with Nathaniel Hackett, his 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 old pal. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 could go and get Rodgers. I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I feel like no matter where he goes, Derek Carr is just going to get massively overhyped just because he's changing teams. Where it's like you look at the past Raiders teams he's been on, I really don't think the situation improves. He's had good teams. I I don't see all of a sudden he goes to a new team and it's like shit. We've unlocked the Derek Carr that's been there all along, like top ten no, quarterback yeah. numbers. Like <laughs> I I think he's always been overvalued in dynasty, just from the the lens of like oh he's just. He, he's stable if you're gonna get whatever but it's just that to me it's not exciting it's not getting me wins he's not like a stable quarterback one he's a stable like mid to low end quarterback two it's just not it's i almost not feel like he got daniel jones that at one point a couple years ago where he had that one like very good season and then like a season or two of mediocrity and then everyone's like oh we're giving up on Derek carr we need to replace him and then he comes out, has a couple like above average seasons. And now everyone's like, oh, the above average seasons are here to stay. And they're projecting Derek Carr to have another three, four years of above average seasons. I think that's a ceiling case. And even then, the, the, like that is the price. You know, you are, you are paying for a lot of above average seasons. 
So with the wildness of the NFL and the fact that like, I like Derek Carr, I really don't think he's a top 16 quarterback in the league. Um, no. I don't know. I, I, I think this is just like bad vibes. The team that gets him is going to be the offseason Super Bowl winner. And I just don't I don't want to be invested in that. I'm selling off the news. Are you really the offseason Super Bowl winner if you get Derek Carr? Like that's you. If he goes to the Jets, those Jets fans are going to be going freaking bonkers. The Jets are a better Carr? wide receiver group than the Raiders, but we all know the Jets will jet. Well, here's the thing. Derek Carr is a better quarterback for the Jets since Brett Favre, the best quarterback. The Ryan Fitzpatrick that one year Derek was Favre. really good for him. I guess, yeah. Are you saying Derek Carr is worse than, than what Ryan Fitzpatrick was? It's the same it's thing. It's yeah. the same thing. Just wrapped up in a new package, and here you go. Yeah, except the the gritty moxie Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick compared to like the emo See, Derek like, Carr. <laughs> it's a weird switch. I don't know. I I think that the the Jets wide receivers, like yes, I love Garrett Wilson. He's a phenomenal player. But just because they have Garrett Wilson, I don't think all of a sudden means that the Jets have this like ridiculously amazing receiving core. Like Elijah Moore is a wild card. I think yes, Corey Davis is a very good third wide receiver. Isn't Corey Davis going to be a free agent this year? That might be true. Let me see. Corey Davis contract. Um, the Jets offensive line is actually pretty good when healthy, but that just hasn't mm -hmm. been the case ever. Um, you know, Brees Hall's good, but... I don't really no, see a world year. where the Jets offense is so good that they prop up Derek Carr's numbers from what they were before. I really don't think their offense is at that level. I mean, dude, with Garrett Wilson last year, their last three games, they averaged five points a game. Like, that was fucking horrible. Brees is essentially a receiver as well. I mean, he's not like a – Brees Hall, I like Brees Hall a lot, but he's not like a Austin Eckler type. Um, he's still very good. Corey Davis is also signed through 2023. Like he's, okay. he's on the team this year. I, I like it's 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 a solid team. I it's just eh. I still rather put my chips. I'm still putting my chips there. When you see that 201 price tag on Derek Carr, for, oh, at that point I'm see you. I'm not I'm not paying that. Fuck that. Give me Ryan Tannehill for half the price. Agreed. Uh, Although I have not liked what the Titans new GM is saying. What's yeah, I didn't I, like it either, but is it, it really that much worse than what they've been? That's what I'm saying. It's but I was kind of hoping that they'd be taking a strategic shift from just their running. Didn't he say when often. he first got hired that like, oh, we're gonna throw the ball more? Now he's like, we have to run the ball. Like <laughs> I don't that's, know. Yeah, that's how I don't know. Maybe it's all screen smoke and mirrors. <laughs> I mean, no this is just all off-season horseshit. Like, all this stuff is just... It's just words. It's all just words. Mm -hmm. um, all right, I, I put the prospects in front of... Yeah, so I wanted yeah. to get into... We got two prospects to break down. We got uh, Deuce Vaughn, Anthony Richardson. We're going to have a conversation about these guys. Let's just start off with Deuce Vaughn. Um, to me, before I haven't fully finished watching deuce vaughn but i'm like for the most part done so i'm just gonna get the takes out of the way now i was very excited about deuce vaughn as a potential buy low opportunity you look at the numbers it's crazy production 
Um, especially like when you look at it, the age adjusted production for Deuce Vaughn, it's very fantastic. He's definitely in that threshold of top 24 fantasy running backs. But then you look at the measurables and you're like, okay, I have a five, six, like 170 running back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Haven't seen that one really before. Watch the film. And I hate to say it, but I, I probably just am not going to be drafting Deuce Vaughn. Uh, simply put. I think that the the big concern I have about Deuce Vaughn is that he doesn't he doesn't have that power that I feel like a lot of the undersized running backs have. Like it just doesn't exist. He once once these bigger defenders get their hands on him and corral him, he's kind of screwed. And then on top of that, when I watched that Oklahoma State game in, in particular, that that. Uh, what's his name? Kansas State offense was doing a really good job of of doing these wham blocks all game, creating these massive holes. And Deuce Vaughn just wasn't really able to make enough of a difference on the second level. Yeah, he was ripping off nice 10, 12-yard runs, but like it was these crazy gaps. And I felt like a lot of that was because that Oklahoma State defense had a lot of these lanky, athletic corners and defensive backs that they were able to kind of sit on their heels, wait for Deuce Vaughn to do his jump cut because that's kind of his move. And then because they're so lanky, corral him, Deuce Vaughn doesn't have enough power to like really threaten them with power. Whereas I feel like an Austin Eckler, if you're sitting on your heels waiting for Austin Eckler to make a move, he has the power. If he puts his shoulder pad in your neck, he's going to truck you. And like, and all of a sudden, you're remembering that every run of the, of the game, right? Deuce Vaughn doesn't have that. And I just don't think he offers enough speed to be a true, I'm going to have, like, no real contact as part of my game type player. So from a fantasy perspective, I think he's a fun player. They did some really cool stuff with him in the passing game, especially. But all in all, I just I don't think he's the outlier of of fantasy production for his size i i don't think he's that player so i'm probably just not going to be investing in him but i'm curious um, as, as if you guys disagree with that and you do like deuce vaughn i don't disagree uh i think he's gonna go lower pretty low in the nfl draft as you mentioned like his size i don't really think he can run between the tackles well um and the thing is is like what you mentioned in the passing game i think he can be a good receiving back but the problem with that also is like he can't pass block. And I know I'm like always like the pass block guy and I'll get shit for that. But I think that matters for rookie running backs who are trying to get on the field on those third down plays. Um, Cause it prevents guys from getting there. So I think that's something that's hindering him. And I'm, I'm not going to repeat a lot of the same points that you made, Frank. I just, I, I agree with the assessment that you gave. What's frustrating though, is that as a pure runner, his, his vision and his feel and his awareness is actually really good. I just he's, wish I had he's not that. Good at breaking tackles. Yeah, uh, I mean, his jump cut is fantastic. He's got a nice spin move. He's got a fantastic jump cut. His his vision is just really good. He's able to see defenders out of the peripherals. He's able to process runs pretty quickly. I just wish I got that Kenneth Gainwell aspect to him, where Kenneth Gainwell's small. He's listed small, but the dude just runs so hard for a small guy that he's able to play and get consistent touches in the NFL. It's not crazy. I'm not saying that Kenneth Gainwell is a fantastic player or anything, but 
he's able to play. It, so, so like, and, and Kenneth Gamble's not even a hit. So Deuce Vaughn, I think he's like a worse runner, but more polished than Kenneth Gainwell. What about Naheem Hines? Like, is Naheem Hines a better runner? And these guys aren't even hits. And this is what I, I think he needs to he's he needs to get to. Probably just That's doesn't the work thing. Out. Like I was already thinking of the exact same Kenneth Gainwell comparison. When I go and watch him, I was like, you're kind of hoping he can be Gainwell, but then like what's Gainwell? Fancy wise. Yeah. So where I'm coming from this is when I'd like wake up and I watch like college game day or whatever and Pat McAfee's on. And I feel like almost every week Pat McAfee was just hyping up Deuce Vaughn. And I was always like, what am I missing? Like, what is so great yeah. about Deuce Vaughn? Like, granted, he was like a good college running back, right? But Pat McAfee was always like, oh, he's going to get a next level and everything. He's going to be good there. I just don't see it. I mean, this is where Tinder Girl JT kind of hops in and says five six one seventy six. Like, when have we seen really running backs be successful at that height and weight? Like, Darren Sproles was five six, but he was also like one hundred ninety pounds. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, and I, I think Darren Sproles did a little bit of a better job threatening defenders in space, um, and, and just like. You know, one of the things that, that the speed backs have, that it, it's really fucking hard to do this because you have to be so efficient with your cuts and you have to see the field astronomically well. Right? You cannot choose the wrong direction and have this thing work out. If, if he's one of those dudes that was able to see alleys, hit it, and just be faster than everyone, I think that's a different story, right? At that point, you can be an outlier because no one can fucking catch you and you have really good vision and you can see the fucking gaps in the alleys. Right, like mm -hmm. that that to me is what Chris Johnson was. You know, he was able to to threaten a defender's leverage. One cut, a guy takes half a false step and he's gone. Boom, done. See it. Doesn't need to be a powerful running back. He has a little bit of power to his game. That's why he's a fantastic running back. But one one cut, one alley, boom, gone. Deuce Vaughn's not that. And to me, he needs to be that to be a good NFL running back, like fantasy-wise, right? If he wants to be one of these top 12 running backs in the league, to me, that's what he's got to turn into. Mm -hmm. I think that's dreaming a little bit. I'd agree. So, and it sucks because I, I, I wanted to like Deuce Vaughn. He's one of these running backs. Like I wanted to like, I, I love the numbers. I think he's a fun player, but I just, I'm not, I, I can't bet on him, but I will be rooting for him. All right. Now let's get into Anthony Richardson. I will surmise my opinion of Anthony Richardson, and I will let Lunas go on his tirade. I think Anthony Richardson is just a, what everyone thought Josh Allen was. And even okay. then, I, he, like he's just a worse prospect than Josh Allen. That's fair. Josh Allen won what pick? Like seven or nine or something. Um, let me pull that up quick. Seventh. He's seventh. Seventh. Okay. And, like, I, I just, that's my issue. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a couple things with Anthony. Unless there's anything else you want to say. No, I'll let you go. I'll ask a couple. Is, is he the most talented quarterback in this draft class, in your opinion? No. Who do you think is more talented than him? 
Bryce Young. Bryce Young is more talented than yes. I think Bryce Young is a better quarterback, and I think Bryce Young should go ahead of him. Do I just I don't know Bryce... what talent means. Talent. Like define talent. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. We'll go we'll go in terms of the type of throws a quarterback can make, their athleticism. Um I'm not gonna put like size too much into it, even though obviously like Anthony no, that's Richardson. part of it. That's part of talent. Give yeah. you size. Yeah, put size in there. Anthony Richardson's like 6'4", big QB. And obviously Bryce Young's like, what, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's like my height. So like it's um, – and and then the type of throws, I think Anthony Richardson can make throws that Bryce Young can't in terms of just arm strength and being able to throw at certain angles. And then obviously athleticism, Anthony Richardson is a better athlete. That's, so that's why I'm going to disagree with you is that – I think that Bryce Young makes throws that Anthony Richardson doesn't make, right? Like, I I just think that Bryce Young not only anticipates far better than than Anthony Richardson, I just think that I get throws from Bryce Young that Anthony Richardson will not see and will not do. I, I, I just think that, like, Bryce Young, I love his pocket presence, his pocket movement. He's cool, calm, and collected, and he just makes throws all over the fucking field. Then my okay, that's right. Again, I think Richardson's the most talented QB. Um, where do you think Richardson should go in the first and the draft? I don't know. I, I I feel like I wouldn't. I was harsher on Anthony Richardson than I probably should have been because I looked into his his film a little bit more and there actually was some things that I definitely liked. That being said, I'm I'm still not in on Anthony Richardson. I don't I would not pick him in the top ten. I would hundred percent not pick him in the top ten. Yeah, but at that point, if I don't think he's a top ten prospect as a quarterback, it's like, well then why am I gonna spend a first round pick on him in general? That happens sometimes. If he goes in the or first like, why round, not, why not just fill a different hole at that point, or pick a different quarterback? For me, I think a big thing with uh, dynasty QB, first round investment does mean. So I know we were just having that debate with Jordan Love. Um, but I mean, we've seen it over recent years with Fields and Lamar, uh, kind of going later in the first round. Um, so I guess, and I've talked about it before, so I'm not going to try to repeat too many of the same talking points. I think he just simply can do stuff that, like other quarterbacks in this draft class and a lot of draft classes can't do at his size, uh, the way he's able to run the ball and the throws he's able to make. I think a big underrated thing is his pocket presence. I know um, I know the big thing everyone always brings up, the LSU play. I know everyone, whenever people try to say praise Richardson, they bring up uh, that pick six against Kentucky. Um, yeah, he's made six, but he, he's also 21 years old. This year was his first only real year as a starter, and he did show improvement. I just think there's going to be NFL coaches that, like, again, I've said multiple times on this pod, I don't think he's going to be a QB that can start right away. I think Bryce Young, like, if both of them started week one, Bryce Young would look better. But I think if he gets into the right offensive system, like, if he ends up in, like, a Detroit or a Seattle, uh, kind of in those teams picks, and I think he's going to end up going earlier. I know people were talking about him at the Combine. I expect him to kill out the combine. That's not going to change my opinion of him, even though there's going to be a type ton of hype about like, oh, look at this throw he made. Like I'm, I don't really care about that because I saw him do it in the SEC in like actual games. Um, I just think it's one of those words. 
like the ceiling is almost just too high. And I know you brought up like the Josh Allen comp, and I hate using the Josh Allen comp for QBs, but it's it's like I don't mind own, it in this scenario. I think it's actually pretty good. I was gonna say like, no, but that's the thing. In this case, where it's like like the arm strength is absurd to be able to like move around the pocket and like about to be hit by someone and avoiding someone being able to just let it rip. Like some of these are like impressive and like, that's what you'll be able to, that's what you'll need to be able to do at the NFL level. Like you're not going to have a clean pocket. A lot of times if you're a rookie QB on these bad teams. Um, so do I think he's, is he my QB one? No, he's currently my QB three. Uh, I think he is the highest ceiling though out of anyone in this QB class. Um, and I, I think, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel based off of the report you see. Feels like he's going first round. I've been saying that for a while, and now the reports have kind of started to back it up. I know Twitter went on like a huge just like session on like posting all these throws on him. Uh, I'm not really going to be the one to follow on Twitter because we've seen that with so many other QBs. But I think it's different. Like I hate, I hate the Malik Willis comps because this guy is a couple years younger and playing in the SEC. Um and I don't know. It's at the point, like, it's like, if you watch the games, like, he has some games, like, I know if you point to the game against Kentucky, he's like, he made terrible decisions, all that. But then it's like, if you look at the game against Tennessee, it's like, oh, this guy's like, should be like a top five pick or the game against like Utah or like some of the plays he made against LSU up until the very end. Um, we're it's inconsistent. I don't think he'll be ready to start right away. And he's someone I think you have to be patient with, but the, just especially the fantasy upside. Uh, if you take someone like him, he's going to be running the ball a lot. He's going to be someone who I think, if he's like a full season starter, has probably like six plus rushing touchdowns. Um, so I don't, it's one of those things. I, would I feel comfortable taking him? Where, where is he supposed to go in dynasty drafts? Like 108? So let's just assume he gets top 15 draft capital. Okay. At that point, he I think he's a lock for being like a top six, top seven pick. Yeah. If he gets top 15 draft capital, I feel good taking him there. I, I don't think I'm taking him over. I'm not taking him over Bijan. I'm not taking him over Bryce Young. But then after that, I think it's like you kind of open discussions. It depends how you feel about Stroud, I guess, where he ends up. Right. Um, and real quick, I just want to hear before like, I keep going on JT's. Uh, well, I kind of know what his general opinion will be. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of just going to let you cook. No, it's okay. He's I don't want to go wrong. <laughs> he's, he, <laughs> he's so like, all right. I don't think he's like that bad. Like, I don't think he's like terrible, but he is not worth a first round pick in, in dynasty drafts, but especially NFL drafts. I just don't. If he goes in the first round in the NFL, will that? No, because I mean, I mean, teams make bad picks all the time. EJ Manuel, Christian Ponder, Josh. Yeah, Brandon, but we saw we saw with like where I bring up the difference is like everyone was like saying like Malik Willis in the first round and then NFL team showed us like, yeah, no, he's not all that. And they let him fall to the third. I think it's like a different scenario where now if he goes in like the top fifteen or top eighteen picks, I think his floor is eighteen in the first round. Yeah, I think Malik Willis is a bad comp, but you said Malik Willis is a bad comp, but now you're competent with Malik Willis. Malik Willis No, I'm saying I'm saying I'm pointing out I'm pointing out the completely different issues. Like yes, I'm out the difference. Yes, like they they both weren't like amazingly accurate, but a Anthony Richardson's accuracy is better than Malik Willis's yeah. from like a difficult throw perspective. Like I, like, you look at Malik Will, like Malik Willis had an easier time making the easy passes, but he would have some go balls that would literally end up like three rows in the stands. It was like okay, that's bad. 
and then obviously the anticipation was not was like bad and it was hidden a little bit by that offense now idiots like me and lunas bought into the fact like oh well it's not that bad their offense sucked when it's like okay well meanwhile the offense had to be that way because malik willis couldn't read a fucking defense and now we see in the nfl he literally couldn't complete a pass to a receiver like unironically could not complete a pass to a receiver um so yeah that that i i agree with you that 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 comp is bad um and yeah, like I don't think that Anthony Richardson falls to the third round anymore. I think okay, latest he falls is that early second where um, we saw what's his name, like a Drew Lock fall. But he, like, yeah, he probably goes late first at at, at latest. So I'll concede I think it's more that I, yeah. But the, the I, problem, I agree more with JT than you. The the problem for me is the the public. Like, everyone who's playing Dynasty, they're just going to overrate Anthony Richardson compared to where I have him, right? So, like, if he gets drafted in the top 15, like Lewis was saying, he's going to get drafted in the top 6, 7, maybe 8, who knows where. And that's just not where I'm comfortable drafting Anthony Richardson. And if I can't trade out from 108, I'm not going to draft Anthony Richardson there. I'm just going to take the prospect that I think is better because I think you're just going to see the value drop on Anthony Richardson because I'm fairly confident he's not going to play his first year i just think he's such a raw prospect that it, it, it'd be hard to say he's going to play his first year um and then if he gets picked outside of the top 15 in the nfl draft well then i'm definitely out on him and people are still yeah. going to give him excuses as like oh he's raw you know kind of like the jordan love stuff like raw prospect Clemson i think a he's a significantly years, better prospect than jordan love and, and then sure I don't know about that, but I just, I'm just not going to take him there either. Like, like, cause then he'll probably be an end of the first round dynasty rookie drafts. Maybe he'll fall into the second, depending on how far, far he actually falls in the NFL draft. But if he falls that far, I'm just not going to take him there either. So I would be very surprised if I have any Anthony Richardson's on, on my teams. Wait, I just want to respond to chat. Uh, Anthony Richardson, worst prospect, how? Josh Allen barely had better stats playing Farmers in the Potato Bowl. I'm pretty sure Anthony Richardson had a higher passer rating, too. I don't know because, like, to me, I, there's a couple of things I liked about Josh Allen in comparison to Anthony Richardson. First off, Josh Allen played for more than one year and, like, in one season – had more career passing yards and passing touchdowns that than Anthony Richardson had. So that's just kind of first things first. And then in conjunction with that, I think for quarterbacks, I really like to see a linear progression, right? I want to see you just clear, mainly with the interceptions. I want you to throw less fucking picks. Mm -hmm. um, nine picks. So like, I want to see, okay, year one, you know, you do X, Y, and Z, you look good, whatever. And then year two, you do generally the same thing. You're just a little bit more efficient. You know, you we didn't get you, to really see that though. He he played like with the Josh couple, Allen. Was, no, with Richardson. yeah, with jo with Josh Allen, right? So Josh Allen, year one, he had better passing yards and passing touchdowns. I'm pretty sure, but year two, it's generally the same. Like it was a a little worse in terms of like fantasy production, but the interceptions was way worse. And this goes into my other point. I just think that that like everyone says, oh, Josh Allen, it was an easier like conference and whatnot. Dude, that offense was not a good offense for, for a quarterback. That was not a quarterback friendly offense. It who was hard greats, to produce. Who were the great skill guys that Florida had this season? 
It's fucking Florida. They have a great offensive. Yeah, coach. but you can you can ETN. see them the that ETN dude is a is a no. Actually, no. ETN, running ETN back. is the one. ETN they is the one They have a guy. great offensive line. Dude, you, you cannot argue to me that Florida is lacking in the talent department. I'm sorry. No, I mean, That's- obviously they're talented, but it's like you're saying, like, oh, it's Florida. Like, oh, who are the defenses he has to go against? Oh, it's Georgia. Like it's- yes, I, I agree, and I'm, uh, but I'm not expecting him to produce against Georgia. But, like, I think that the talent argument goes both ways. And the fact of the matter is, is that I like Florida's coaching staff offensively 90,000 times more and I think they are entirely more creative and this is like not a hot take in the slightest that they were better than that coaching staff that Josh Allen had Wyoming I mean there's clear arguments that that Wyoming offense left so much on the table with Josh Allen like they, they, they just completely hindered the shit out of him no I mean so that's I why I don't that. like it um yeah, that's fair. Uh, man, by the way, Richardson, he wasn't terrible against Georgia. What was his final? Uh, his completion percentage was bad. He was 18 37, 271 passing yards, no picks, one rushing touch. I mean, no one passing touchdown. Um, yeah, it, it, he was an inconsistent player this year. Uh, I'd say, like, the bright side, like, see, you want to look at a game against at Tennessee where he went for, like, fucking berserk versus a game when he was, like, home against Kentucky. And that's the one that's, like, always kind of used. Uh, against him i i just think a lot of his issues are stuff like like mechanics and footwork where i feel like he can really clean that up uh, like sitting a little bit i don't think it's something where his ability to process a defense um or like a talent thing or his ability to like navigate through a pocket uh not be able to make a certain throw i think it's stuff just like like his footwork trying to like make certain plays that he can't make which i'm sure Growing up, he probably felt like Superman being able to do whatever he wanted in high school and early on, um, and made some plays like that in the SEC. Um, draft capital is going to be such a big thing in indicating where he should go in rookie drafts. Because um, if you told me he went top five, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me he went, I don't know, 18th, 20th, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised if he fell out of the first round. Um so, um, is starting one year that bad? Are college games valu- more valuable than learning an NFL offense for a year? Well, this I think this is a loaded question. Um, I, I do think that uh, the, the, the college teams 21. are more willing to develop you as a player than the NFL teams. I think the NFL teams, there's a little bit more of a, okay, if you can't play – we are going to not play you and not develop you. Like we are not going to fucking support you. You are supposed to kind of like show up and be ready to go for the most part. I think that there are some teams, these guys right behind me. I think the Packers are another one that focus more on developing their players. So like, I think it's like, okay, depends on what team you go to, but generally speaking, like I think that development is going to happen more in the college game than the NFL. Going to the starting one year thing, I think more times than not, successful NFL quarterbacks have played for multiple years. But that doesn't automatically mean that starting one year is like, oh, you cannot play. But when your one year is starting is like worse than every single NFL quarterback's any like 
good season, like their best season or like average season, that's where I kind of be like, okay, I'm not sure I believe in this. That's so, um, I, I wish we had gotten to see multiple seasons of him starting. Uh, it's a, but it is a scenario where he only had the one. And it's not like something where he's a guy who's 23 or 24 coming out. He's still only 21. Um, I don't know, like I, this is going to sound like such like a basic answer, so I hate saying it. But it's just he, he's too talented for me not to ignore. And like we see how much the NFL values like intangibles with these QBs. That's why some guys go as high as they do. Um, we're not sorry. Not tangible, just like tangible with like being able to like certain size, certain build. Like he's six four, and he's probably going to run a four four and have the biggest arm at the combine. The combine isn't going to change my opinion on him, but I'm sure you guys can envision his hype is only going to go up after it because he's probably going to be the most so, impressive QB at the combine. I don't want to misconstrue my argument with JT's because JT is just straight up avoid Anthony Richardson. Which listen, I'm closer to JT than I am to you. I am not strictly, like, completely avoiding Anthony Richardson, especially if he does go in the top 15, which, listen, I admit that I'd be wrong with my opinion on Anthony Richardson. But it, then it goes more towards the argument, what's the price you're willing to pay? Because I'm just not going to be drafting Anthony Richardson in the top six. If I'm sitting there with a 108, a 109, or a 110, yeah, I'm going to have to think about it, especially because of the fact that if he doesn't start for a year, I actually think that makes his value go up because that second season, people are going to be like, holy shit, baby, we did it. Anthony Richardson time, let's it fucking go. I was going to say, it definitely like, won't go down. At the very worst, it'll stay even. Because I'm pretty sure that's what happened with Trey Lance for the most part, is that like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, he didn't play, and it, it was not, well, shit, Trey Lance didn't play for a year. This might, this might not work out. It, it went like, dude, it's fucking Trey Lance time, baby. Do you see this well, 49ers offense? Let's fucking ride. Like, I will say where Trey Lance <laughs> differs than Anthony Richardson, well, we don't know yet, but in the Trey Lance instance, right, like all of the other quarterbacks were doing bad, like poorly. They were all, all the other rookie quarterbacks were playing poorly. And this was a 49ers offense that was like, or a 49ers team that, that was vying for the Super Bowl. It's not like they were a trash team, so why not see what you have from Trey Lance? In the likes of Anthony Richardson, we don't know where he's going to end up yet. So, like, if he ends up on a bad team, people are going to start asking questions. Like, for example, say the Texans take him. Maybe they don't take him at two. They take him at whatever their next pick is. And they're like, this is that guy. And, and you don't see Anthony Richardson starting by, like, week 10. You're going to be like, well, what the heck is this? Why is, why is Anthony Richardson not starting for this team? Why are we not seeing Anthony Richardson yet? Um, but if... Uh, like Chat's saying, if he gets drafted to the Lions or the Seahawks, a team, you know, teams that were in the playoffs or He's basically in the playoffs, that I guess you'd get more favorable. Like there'd be more leniency towards Anthony Richardson. I'm just kind of curious, Linus. Are you how how would you compare Anthony Richardson to Trey Lance as a prospect? That's actually a good compare. I don't think it's too far off. I well, think who do you have ahead of? Probably Richardson. Over Lance, really? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy to me. You want to talk about only playing one season? Lance played two. 
Oh, to, no, I'm sorry. I, I meant, I was, was thinking Lance in terms of how many, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I hate, like, using, like, the comp with, like, the conference, but it's, like, if you put Anthony Richardson in that conference, he's going to look like like a god. Well, that that's I, where... I don't agree with that, though. I think that that's I a think bad it's take. Because I, I used think to think like case. that, too. And it was Josh Allen that convinced me. Because I saw Josh Allen fucking, like, breaking a crap ton of tackles and, like, juking people out. And I'm like, oh, well, he's playing in the Farmers League. But then all of a sudden, I see in his rookie year, he's hurtling people and he's breaking more tackles. Then in the Farmers League, and I'm like, well, shit, what the hell happened last night? It, was it that Josh Allen is playing a bunch of shits, or was it, oh, Josh Allen might be athletic, right? Like, I think it's I more mean, I like think Trey Lance is athletic, but I mean, I think even in the limited playing time, like Trey Lance, he's been athletic, but I don't think he's he hasn't looked as a runner like he did in college. I think there's a higher chance that Anthony Richardson translates way better as a runner. I think I think it's I think he will be a better runner in the NFL, and I think he's a better arm. Than Trey Listen, Lance. I think that's a fair take. And we're like we're already seeing stuff with Trey Lance, like talking about arm fatigue. And I thought it was a bullshit report till Trey Lance himself confirmed it. I don't think you ever have to worry about that with Anthony Richardson. I, I think the wrong rabbit hole is with the the small school versus big school kind of thing. Where no, I know, and I hate using that as a reason. I, I just yeah. I, I think like the big with Trey Lance was like. He's always, it was always like, look at like all like the talent. He, look how talented he is. Like he could run. He's, he has like that's like good like QB size. He has a cannon. I think Anthony Richardson, each of those, but slightly better. Yeah, yeah I but mean, do you know how many interceptions Trey Lance threw in his in his like he threw none one, for one two. season? Yeah, zero. He threw he threw zero. one in his like football. Zero. Zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. His COVID year. Um, yeah, last my last point on this small school thing, though, is that I just think, once again, the, the argument that's more important is how much more dominant was your team than the other team, not, oh, what conference were you in, right? Like, if you're, yeah, North, I'll give you it with Trey Lance. He's on North Dakota State. I mean, I could probably play quarterback. We'd have a decent chance at winning against some of those teams, right? Like, we could just hand the ball off mm-hmm. every fucking play and have a decent shot. But, like, Okay, let's take it to the SEC. Why is Stetson Bennett not number one pick McGee? Look at his numbers. Look at the national championship. It's because clearly Georgia is just a dominant team. It's but not it Stetson Bennett that's carrying them. Yeah, he's making. He's, he's half a decade older than Anthony Richardson. Okay, but if if Stetson Bennett was going fucking nuclear and carrying Georgia like Joe Burrow did, I don't think people would give a fuck how old he was. That's in Bennett isn't like if you exactly. Like, you want to know why? Because George is fucking nasty. I could play no, quarterback even, for them, even, and we would go five hundred. Like, even with the nasty <laughs> roster, like like if, if if you look at some of the throws each of them makes, Setson Bennett isn't making the play or the runs or the throws that Anthony Richardson is. Lunas, Lunas, this is not an argument about who is better, Stetson Bennett or Anthony Richardson. No, but I'm this saying you're, just, look, you're just looking at a billion. Listen to me. This is not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is it matters if your team is just better than the other team. I know, if the guys but, you're playing with is better than the other guys, right? I know, but I'm saying that's like, what sure, that counts. Me, that counts Allen, he's playing in a shitty conference, but he's not on a team that is wildly better than the other teams. No, I know, I get that, but it's not just about counting sets. It's like when you watch them, the plays that they're able to make. Seth Bennett is making like a quarter of the plays Anthony Richardson can make. 
Yes, I know that. I'm not arguing that Stetson Bennett is better yeah, than Anthony fucking like, Richardson. Where are you getting it, this like, from? Look, look at like look at his counting stats. Look at his wins. Like it's it's not that's not what it's about. I mean, obviously, it's a factor. Like, what what is your? I don't even. What is the argument you're trying to say? I don't know what what the point is. I just didn't like this. That's a Bennett because it's like yeah, he has talent, but like he's not he's not being able to like he's not being asked to do a whole ton versus what Anthony Richardson was asked to do for Florida's offense. JT, am I the only one that is on crack right now? What is happening? I, Lunas, what do you think Frank is arguing? What do you think Frank is no, saying? Because you're saying like he had he had a lot of success because of the talent around him. Yes, Stetson you're... Bennett had a lot of success because he was on a team that was just better than everyone else. I'm saying it's not just about like the final wins, like maybe final number. I'm looking at the type of plays they're each able to make and how much each is being asked to do for their offense. Yeah, then I'm doing that with thing. Stetson Bennett. Like <laughs> you guys are saying the same thing. I'm looking, yeah. what does he do? Okay, he's not doing as much as the numbers say. That's yeah, we're literally saying the same fucking thing. Oh, but I thought you were using that as like a case against Richardson. Because he's asked to do way more for that Florida offense. No. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. If you Go are off. I think that using, oh, well, Josh Allen played in a bad conference is just not good analysis because it matters how good was that team in that conference. Like, okay, yes, if we're in extremes, right, if Josh Allen is playing against preschoolers, that's a different story if he wasn't still playing against Division One, like, and decent, like, good-level Division One football. This isn't, like, D1, like freaking asterisk mcgee right like this is still pretty big time football and he was not on a team that was just like wildly better than everyone he did not have a coaching staff that was in my opinion even good like no, whereas, I mean, okay let's take a look at anthony richardson and florida is not a bad football team i agree with you florida is not an amazing football team they're not georgia but like saying oh well Anthony Richardson was, was, you know, when you're comping him to Josh Allen, well, oh, Josh Allen's in the Farmers League. Anthony Richardson's doing the SEC. It's like, well, Anthony Richardson's not doing this on fucking Vanderbilt, right? He's on Florida. Florida is a talented football team. He has some good fucking football players. But why, but why is Josh Allen, like, the one player able to just negate all the other well, small well, that, QBs that went early? Like, Zach Wilson didn't ben just Ross happen two years ago. There's a lot of small school quarterbacks. What, what, what about Zach Wilson? Because the exact case you can make for Josh Allen being saying, like, the level of competition doesn't matter, like, I'm not going to be the one to use it. because BYU was legitimately a dominant team. Yes. No, no, they were a super talented team. I just, I don't know. I do think it makes a difference. Even though Josh Allen, Josh Allen's, like, he's an alien. Like, I, I mean, listen, I don't disagree with you. I'm not out here clamoring for every small school player, but, like, I just don't like that argument against Josh Allen. Always, you know, oh, he's in the Farmers League. Why didn't he put up these numbers? And then we start getting into that. I think that the, the added context is what matters. I think that's fair. Um, I understand your points. I just... I think come job time, we're going to see. Next. So, yeah, I just want to wrap it back around to Anthony Richardson. Like, 
who do I think had an easier time to succeed, all things considered? I would argue Anthony Richardson. I think that that then Florida offense is a more quarterback-friendly offense than that Wyoming offense was. I don't give a fuck about the conferences. I just I don't know why we keep going back to Josh Allen because I feel like Josh Allen is like the outlier. Like we're chasing we're yeah. chasing this one outlier, and then we're trying to put Anthony Richardson in a similar bucket and compare and be like one for one. Like it's just like there, there's a lot of players like. Josh Allen, who didn't pan out. Exactly. And so if we're putting Anthony Richardson, yeah. And so if we're putting Anthony Richardson in that bucket, why are we just comparing him? It just feels like he's way more likely to fail than succeed. Like we only have the one Josh Allen compared to the, I don't know, JP Lossmans of the world. Well, that's it. I don't think there's been as many physically talented quarterbacks like, I guess, in Anthony Richardson's position considering a like team and situation. Um, I'm sure there's some that have a big arms, but I don't know. Uh, I, I do think that he's going to end up going top 15, top 12. Um, and that an NFL offensive coordinator, offensive team is just going to want to be able to get their hands on him, not force him to start right away, but it's just like, you can, you can do everything you want on the field. And I don't know. I don't want to repeat points I said earlier. He feels like a Paxton Lynch. No, like, look at this big no. guy. He's he's got no. a, he's got talent. I saw, pa- I saw Paxton Lynch play a lot. Paxton Lynch, yeah, is not you, the same league. What do you think? I don't know. Look at that big guy. He's got a giant arm. He's he was big, he was in Temple's talent. I remember him. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I don't know. I I was not a fan of Paxton Lynch. I feel like I'm at least willing oh, I wasn't to. Either see i i can at least see the anthony richardson panning out paxton lynch i just i listen that was way back in the day though but i don't know my my problem with anthony richardson ultimately is the same thing with jt it's just too much risk it's way too much risk he's like from a numbers perspective he's just horrible compared to the other top guys with in terms yeah, but of the numbers risk. perspective, Trey Lance is not horrible. Like his sure, completion is fine. He doesn't throw picks, and he's again, a great like, runner. Yeah, I don't think he's as good as arm or as good a runner as Richardson. That's fair. I will give you that, and that's why Anthony Richardson has all this hype. But when I okay, watched I Anthony Richardson, I I wasn't like wowed to the point where I'm going to put aside the fact that like. Dude, this guy completed like 50% of his passes. Like, we do not this is and this is why I brought up Josh Allen, is that this is the success story, right? And then I there's gonna be people that say, like, oh, that's a bad comp. I really don't think it's a bad comp at all. For this um, case, it's not terrible. I mean, but in terms of like the accuracy, if he was if he was more accurate, he'd be going number one. Yeah. <laughs> While we're in the discussion with him going. If he like, was good, he would get drafted high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have to look at the talent of the teams on a scale. Compared to the other SEC SEC teams, did Florida have a top tier roster? Um, I'd say like above average. Average. The difference between the hits and the bus is a mental thing. It's very hard to evaluate. I think. Yeah, I mean there there, there is like a huge element to that. to that. But 
So I, I let's just go back more to a dynasty slant though. Lunas, where where's the high okay, Anthony Richardson goes pick eight or pick nine. Let's say pick nine to Carolina. How about that? Or Carolina trades up to pick seven. How about that? Pick seven. That's what I've decided. Where is he on, on the rookie big board? For you. I can say off the bat he's on my top five. Um where in the top five? So like Bijan, at least in the in the top above him. Who else is above him? You have to just because it's much safer pick Bryce Young. Um if he goes that early, I'm taking him ahead of Stroud. Okay. So then um, what, like JSN Gibbs? If he goes what, you said like seventh or pick eight? seven. Pick seven to Carolina. They trade up to pick seven. I'm gonna say JT's gonna hate this take. He might be one oh three if he goes pick seven. And this is why I don't have Anthony Richard shares. <laughs> yep. I will not. If he goes pick seven, if he's a top seven pick. Yeah, he's at 103. Like, first off, I don't have... Actually, no, we do have 103 in our rebuild league. I was going to say, I don't have picks that go that high, but we do have 103 in one league. Um, But yeah, I'm not taking If he falls to the teens, I'm going to put a couple of guys ahead of him. But if he gets number seven to Frank Wright, and I like Frank Wright as a head coach for developing a young quarterback... I think he would actually do a really good job. That's like don't... one of the more ideal scenarios. Again, you're giving me the scenario where he goes number seven to Frank Wright and the Panthers. He's, I don't know about significantly, but he's definitely a worse prospect than Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert got drafted sixth, seventh. I forget. Six. He got drafted sixth. Six. And he was an end of the first round prospect. So why is Anthony Richardson not as good as a prospect also gets drafted at a similar spot. Why is he all of a sudden a third? No, I think just rushing was weird. I think Herbert was rushing where everyone missed on. Yeah, I guess there was maybe he rushing. Yeah, also people hated Justin Herbert. They did. Herbert was a weird scenario. <clears throat> um, okay, Richardson will likely need a team to stick with him even if he's terrible for two years, then give him a monster alpha wide receiver. Not sure that'll happen. I think that's what made Allen the outlier. Um, I don't know. Buffalo was like a decent team. I mean, they kind of like had a good defense and scrapped along. That's a good take the next comment. If he's asked to start day one, I don't think it'll be a good idea. I think he needs to sit for a little bit. I I don't really think that changes my value of him, though. You know, it doesn't really. I just mean in general. I just don't think it'd be a good idea for a team to start in week one. All right, well, I'm out of words. <laughs> I am as right. well. Well, if you made um, it this far, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate it. Um, everyone in chat, we love you guys. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so uh, day one starters are all the busts, no?
Andrew Luck. Um, I don't I'm think that's the case with a lot. I'm like, I'm, 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 there's there's certain situations you could point at that at. Like, could you argue they Zach Wilson starting? Could, could you argue like Zach Wilson starting right away was a mistake and kind of killed his confidence? Like, you can make the case for that. But there have been a ton of rookie quarterbacks who have started. Not one really. I feel like it was this year that killed. Like, I feel like the the confidence in Zach Wilson was high after his rookie year. Hmm. I guess no, like, I mean, yeah, all it was like great, but no one was like, "Oh, we got to get rid of this guy." Like that, that happened this year. No, wait, but the, their argument is all the busts were day one starters, which I do kind of see what you're saying. But like, say Trey Lance doesn't hit, like he would be a bust, right? Now, that, yeah. that wouldn't be day one starter. Uh, number three. Uh, I, well, now is part of this just because most of these first round quarterbacks become day one starters? Is that Part of it. I'm trying to think of like. Was Josh Rosen a day one starter? Yes. Bust. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's give um, or take. I mean, Kyler also for the same team was, and he's been good. I know his past season was a down year, but I mean, he's still like. I think I at least give credit, like looping in just the clear, insane talent quarterbacks, like. You know, Joe Burrow, Kyler, these guys. Oh, but, I mean, Baker Mayfield wasn't a day one starter. True. He did have varying degrees of success, though. So I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, looking back, it was a bust. But there was an off season where people were saying they should give him the extension. Ah. Jeez, imagine that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for thank watching. We really appreciate it. Um, we love you guys. We'll have the combine results in next week, so we should have some interesting yep. new stuff to talk about. We're going to be ripping a mock as well, so there are going to be some. There are going to be some randos getting hype. <laughs> We're going to have to. Fight yeah, on. there's going to be some late round receiver who runs like a four two six or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Peace out. See you next Tuesday. Thanks everyone. Thanks guys.